Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. And if not, at least you are here. I have got you. Okay. So if you listened to the last episode around cleaning, towards the end, I mentioned I was going to save some stuff on the next episode around feminism. So the reason I wanted to do that was we started going into, I would say, like, if you're by yourself, yes, it can kind of make sense with cleaning. However, when you are also with a partner, some of the questions that may come up is like, well, what about what my partner thinks, etc. And I kind of wanted to have a deep dive into gender roles and the socialization of like men and women and a couple of things around that. But I thought, let's set it up properly and let me do my episode on feminism as well, uh, just to kind of set the premise for that. So if we get started, when I talk about feminism and the model and thought work and emotions, I want to make it super clear. We're not dismissing what has happened in history or any statistics that are real in society. However, we can choose what thoughts we want to keep, etc. to fuel our feelings and our actions, so on. And we're also allowed to feel really shit about something in a certain scenario and let those emotions pop up for yourself. So what I found so helpful with thought work and applying it to various social issues such as inequality for gender is that because everyone has different thoughts everyone is going to feel a certain way let me give you an example like I used to sit there and get angry at like the fact that like a nine-year-old white dude is thinking that potentially like I shouldn't you know work because I'm a female and I should be at home I remember when I was 16 years old, I used to work at a deli. We had kind of an older male who used to just kind of make comments about like, you know, women and working and how like, you know, you should be at home (laughs) and like finding a, like literally finding a husband and stuff like that. And I used to be like, what the hell? Anyway, I used to get really mad and upset about it. And here's the thing. Look, I totally can be totally within my right to be mad, especially when some of these white cisgendered men are in power. And I think it is from that energy that we did see a lot of social change over the decades for women. However, what I've gone through in my journey, thinking I wish people would think a certain way doesn't help me. And for me, it doesn't motivate any change in me. Thinking I wish I got paid more, I wish women were more respected. Nothing is changing. It is just fueling that loop and that anger because action creates change. And what fuels your action is your feelings. And what fuels your feelings are your thoughts. That is not to say that feeling angry or sad isn't allowed, but is it fueling some of the right actions for you? It's all about using the model to look at how does this work for you, but just another different area, a social issue. I'm going to take the example, the statistic that 
one woman every week in Australia is dying at the hands of domestic violence. And also how typically what I will see is in the news, there'll be an article of a woman who has died from this male violence. And what I would do is think how I hate how this is still happening and that it is completely fucked. I would get angry. And from that place of anger, I would vent about it and I would kind of stew in the anger and then I would also buffer away from processing the feeling. I was buffering away from the reality at that time and distracting myself until it blows over and you know there's something going else going on in the media and it's in my mind everything's back to normal. Well the result that I was getting that I wasn't comfortable with was well inaction Here's the thing, the inaction is not a bad thing. This is not, the model is not used to shame how you're feeling or that there is a certain way you're supposed to feel and do about this. But for me, I was just stuck in this loop and I was resisting reality. I was creating the, oh my God, like how is this still happening And I was just over this high and low emotion I would feel because my limbic system is looking out for direct and potential threats to my inner world. The inner world is something that I've created and it's an idea of how I think the world operates. So when I hear some evidence that contradicts that in my in this instance, like I got, obviously I got angry. I got afraid. It's like, wait, what? This is happening. My brain's like, this is a direct threat to you as well. But then another way to cope with it is that I just ignore it. It's like, mm, okay, like we're, everything's back to normal. So what I did was I just used the model to objectively see how I am actually making this worse for myself through my thoughts. Now, I didn't want to change my thoughts on this. Here's the thing, we don't have to use the model to necessarily like like change and I guess you could say like fix things. It's to get awareness. I do not want to change my thoughts on this. I do not want to be accepting of this. But what I wanted to do was change how I was reacting to the thoughts. And I wanted to process the emotions and stop resisting the reality. And basically come up with almost like a new model of like, well, what do we want to do even from this place? Like, what do I want to do with this emotion and energy? Do I want to donate? Do I want to use my platform to educate? And here's the thing. I realized it doesn't need to be a big, wide scale thing. It can just be listening to a friend who is really upset about this. It could be educating someone on this topic. I realized it was small things that could also make a big difference, but I felt like it had to be this all or nothing. Like I had to go out and just do these super big changes. Otherwise we're shit and we're not helping the movement. And I think we can actually create a lot more change if we allowed ourselves to try a few little things. It's almost like a gateway drug to doing more. And I say that because before what was happening was I had all these thoughts, obviously, you know, I'm stuck in this loop, but I'm also like, well, I was afraid of going out and doing, you know, something big 
and like maybe maybe talking about it more openly on my social media um actually like going to a protest or something like that I was very it was like this is too much for me and because I started small and just doing like little things like even like this you know like this podcast episode that's that's like a next step for me it's still some change and it's like building up to that it's still something like we are all human and we're all trying and sometimes sometimes it's our thoughts or like fear of fucking up that we don't even see you know what we're already doing or what we're trying to do and just learn allowing ourselves to almost like fail and learn from that as well and be scary especially with big social movements the fear of shame or getting called out for doing something that is a little bit like different or wrong however everything is all just thoughts so many people as part of this movement have different thoughts on how the movement of like feminism should be and this doesn't negate from the fact that yes we should be doing more and the amazing work that people are doing really pushing these forward i just have found for myself i've started to become more active in the movement of like feminism when i took the pressure off and just looked at what was I doing right now? What were the small steps that I'm doing? And almost accepted the reality and accepted that I can make small steps to change to change this reality. And then from that, I want to like, you know, grow and get a little bit, you know, bigger, a bit more presence, like including this episode. This was the next step for me. Now, this is one example where you can take the model for a social issue. And again, it's not about negating how you feel. It's just looking at the thoughts what feelings are you getting? What actions are you getting? And kind of realizing that pattern. For me, once I realized that pattern, I could make some of those changes and also sit with the emotions and have a little bit of more clarity around them. Now I want to lean in on gender roles and something that blew my mind out of the fucking water. So I'll give you an example uh, in corporate, at least. And I would say in like a majority of kind of like, you know, jobs and sectors, I hear all the time that women have to work harder. They get paid less, you know, like having a baby ruins your career. Here is my personal view on this. I also think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Even if it is true, and I say that because everyone has different thoughts on it, Women are still believing this patriarchal bullshit. And then they do it and it proves the outcome. Let me say it again. When we believe that women have to work harder, when we accept lesser paying jobs and we believe it and we go in on that and do it, it proves the outcome is true. If you are working super hard to get promoted and believe it's because you're women and that you just had to work harder than everyone else, that is all the evidence you will see. And then we reinforce that belief across society. That is not to say that that is our fault because we've absorbed these messages. And that is not to say that this doesn't happen. This, I believe, is an, still an unconscious bias left over from tradition. It's almost like companies will have these options for you for like part time, etc. However, there's this like underlying belief 
that I believe women and society are still kind of hooked on. And then because we believe it, we almost reinforce it. And no one is almost taking the stand and saying, hey, actually, no, fuck this. Like, I am going to go push for more pay. I am going to go, you know, part time and not work, like definitely not work on those days and like take care of my kids and like balance that out. Actually leads into a great example that I have of this. So when I started in the corporate world, I noticed, um, you know, typically women like they were working on their days off. So they were part time. So maybe it's like three days working, two days off. And they would be not even just like a little bit online to check an email. Like they were fucking working from home, doing unpaid labor. And I just thought, okay, we just like, that's just what you have to do, right? But then I saw some men doing the same thing. So they were the same, doing part-time, you know, two days off, three days on. They were not online at all. And then I asked a couple of them because everyone's a little bit different. You know, some were a little bit on, some weren't. But I just started asking, like, you know, having a chat with them. I'm like, hey, I see you work part time. Like, how's that going? Like, balancing all that out. And the general consensus I got from the men was that they just set really clear fucking boundaries. But when I talked to the women and I would ask, like, why are you working on your day off? It was like, oh, I have to. I have to, I have to work. I'm like, it's your day off. Like you're working part time. I totally understand, you know, checking in sometimes or like, you know, there are urgent shit, but this is like every, it was just every single week. Like the, the difference between, and again, this is a personal, you could say biased opinion as well from a sample of a few people at some various companies. The women had almost like a sense of like urgency, like, no, if I want to remain relevant I have to be doing this I have to keep up and I was like what the fuck (laughs) but I don't see the men doing that on their their time off so and I actually got coached a little bit on this and, and something else which I'll go into but what I realized is it's like fuck we're enacting our own models and thoughts and then believing them and then others are seeing that and doing it as well it's like Yes, if women are all working harder and you're seeing that, then yes, it's almost like we're just reconfirming that unconscious bias left off from tradition. And here's the thing. Does it serve the patriarchy to believe this shit? Does it serve traditional society built for white cis men for women to believe they have to work harder to get promoted and work on their days off and give up their like unpaid labor. It fucking does. If you think this is true, and if others think it's true, like an organization, everyone around it, they're going to go along with it and no one challenges it, it gets reinforced. This is obviously how we know movements started. It's like this was like, you could take like society as this like one fits all and then other people were like, well, this doesn't fit me. Like this doesn't work. There needs to be changes. And what I see is like the leftovers from that. It's like, we've given you all these options, like part-time and stuff like that. Like you're free to take it up, 
But then we're all potentially having these thoughts like, no, I need to work harder. I should be working my days off. Like I shouldn't be taking care of my family, like all this other stuff. And that mental drama, that doesn't, does it really serve us? We're just subconsciously reinforcing him. What really solidified this for me was when I got coached on gender roles and cleaning. So I felt like there was an imbalance in cleaning and domestic duties, uh, mainly in the standard of cleaning between me and my partner. And I would always say to like my friends, like, why can't Emil just meet my standard? And I would hear this from some of my friends as well. And I just could not coach myself on this. Like it just wasn't working. So I ended up getting some one-on-one coaching and oh my God, the question the coach gave me blew my fucking mind. She basically said to me, who says your standard is the higher or right one? I was like, what the fuck do you mean? She's like, well, you're saying he needs to meet your standard as if it's universal law. Like my way and standard is the only way. And I was like, hang on a minute. She's right. Technically, there is no standard. And what if women are socialized to clean at a quote unquote higher standard compared to men? It does. Technically, that serves the patriarchy very well if women are doing more of the domestic duties and not starting a revolution. I know that may sound like a little bit of a conspiracy theory here, but but it makes sense because there's no universal standard for clean. I talked about it, this in my other episode. Even if women are, which I like my view is yes, they are socialized to have a higher standard of cleaning versus men. Other women have different standards to other women. And I have just been causing all this mental drama over an arbitrary standard that I've learned and inherited instead of just being like, you know what? Fuck it. I set my boundary and I had a discussion and I met in the middle. Like I talk about my previous episode, having your happy medium for cleaning. And I also talked to my partner about it. Um, So for context, we have an arrangement with cleaning. So he, we're actually quite traditional as in he does a lot of the outside work. I do a lot of the inside work. Um, He does some inside stuff. I do some outside stuff. I love it that way. Fucking hate gardening. It's boring as bad shit. I'm like, you deal with that. I will clean a shower any day. And it was so interesting. I remember thinking at the time when I was really starting my business, said to my partner, look, we're going to need a cleaner. And he was like, what? Like, really? Like, because we don't have kids. It's just like uh, us and our puppy. He's like, do we really need a cleaner? And I'm like, look, fine. I'll show you what like my new level is really, right? He thought it was super clean. I freaked out. I was like, this is clean. Now, remember, I am a very, I have a very high standard for cleaning. I wanted separately from this, I wanted to change that. I wanted to get down a little bit, um, you know, find that happy middle ground. And he was just like, yeah, this is fucking clean. And I was like, shit, this really is just thoughts, including the standard of cleaning. Now, this isn't a way to give your partner like, you know, free, you know, slack to get away with stuff. It's just to show you some of the mental drama we have also created around these thoughts as well. Even if they are true, I do not doubt that me, like I personally think, yes, women are socialized at a high standard. Even if that's true, though, it's almost like when I believe for me, when I believe that thought, it's like I lose power versus being like, okay, 
How do I objectively want to look at this? What things do I want to let go? And what things am I like not going to bargain with? It's like a clear cut in the sand. It kind of takes that emotion out of it. So through this, I've decided to just let go of the fact that my partner literally lives out of a washing basket. Now, again, some people might be like, nope, that's giving him a free pass. To me, I'm just, I've done a model on it. And it's like, is it really worth putting my time and mental energy into this? There are other things if he chose to not do, then I would have a genuine conversation about that and potentially around the relationship as well. But for me, it's like, look, I am actually okay for him to do this. Like you get to decide what you want to do. Yes, it also may cause more thought work drama for you about the aftermath of that. For example, maybe you are in a situation where you have typically been doing all the domestic duties. You've gone from like doing 99% of them to like 50%. Yeah, people are going to have fucking thoughts and their own feelings as well about that. Again, the model isn't to change necessarily if you want how you feel about it. It's to get you to choose. It's like, all right. How do I want to feel about maybe doing like 99% of the housework or how do I actually like, where do I want to go from this? What do I want to do? What decisions do I want to make from this place? So for me, some people might look at me and think, hmm, Michelle does a lot of the inside work. That's actually fine for me because my partner's, for, for us, my partner's doing the outside work and I fucking hate gardening. So he can, like that, honestly, that works perfectly for me. At the end of the day, if you give yourself and your brain room to decide, right, what the fuck do I care about? What do I want to do? Does the dishes not being done, you know, at X standard matter? Or do I want to be doing a majority of X chores? Do I like these thoughts? Do I like how I feel? Do I want to change them? Do I actually want to do something about it? The model is giving you power. It's giving you power to choose what you want to think and do. Just like I did with the clothes basket. Do you know how much, how angry I would get over that? And I just decided to drop it and it's not even an issue anymore. On the flip side, I know that there are other things that I am not okay with. Like there's like a level for me. It's like having, it's the same thing really. It's having your happy medium. It's finding that middle ground. Like a basket thing, sure, I can let go of that. But there might be other things where I'm like, no, actually looking at this, I want to have a discussion or this is the action that I want to take. And do you know how much brain room I now have to work on my business? Now, before I close off this episode as well, I don't also want to dismiss the reality of unpaid labor, actual discrimination in the workplace and in and throughout society based on gender color, sexual orientation, religion, disability, and more. The model isn't here to say that these things don't exist and you should just feel better about it. It is just to help you map out your own thoughts about all these different movements and all these social issues and give yourself a little bit of power back to actually map this shit out. And if you want to take this work deeper and have some help on getting rid of this patriarchal bullshit and how I have done it for myself. And I've literally thrown the rule book out in my home life relationships and especially in my corporate job. Come set up a discovery call with me. Let's have a chat around how we can work together and how I can potentially help you. 
All right, that's it for today, guys. Bye. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five-day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix, that's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.